previously on Harry Strange. Um, doubtful. Ew! Is that a body over there? What? Where? It looks more like half a body. Over there, hanging outside of the gazebo between those two trees. Explosives. We were going to destroy the abbey and close this tributary to hell. Think of the earth like a tennis ball, scuffed and worn down in some places. This is one of those worn places where the hell minions can get through. Listen, Finn. I want to make a deal with you. All right, like the one Lash gave me. First, though, you have to let me inside you. If you can point us to the door, we really don't want to go any further in this rabbit hole. We will find the van and bring it back here. That's what we were trying to do when the spider attacked us. I backfisted the mole men who were holding me. They doubled over. Next, I kicked the one holding my sword. I spun, picked up the sword, and continued my spin. I came to a stop directly in front of Kay. Tip of my sword at his throat. The mole men started to move in. Das. Stop. <laughs> well played, Mr. Strange. Unfortunately... About three seconds too late. I'm hungry. Sister Angela's conversion was complete, and she was charging towards Tasha. And now... Magic and magical people, the unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Tasha, lightning bolts! Nice try, but we sewed... Lux Providentia Regat Modo. A bright blue light filled the room. The mole men, who lived in almost total darkness, fell to their knees, their hands covering their eyes. From the sound of it, this light was as painful as I thought it would be. Macy did a great job cutting the binding from Tasha's lips while I was hacking up Molemen. Even Kay had missed it. Tasha, follow Macy. She knows the way out. I have something to finish here. I looked around for Kay. Most of the Molemen were still on their knees. Kay, however, had disappeared. Here to kill me, Harry? The light from Tasha's thunderbolt was powerful enough to knock Angela down, but unlike the mole men, she was quickly recovering. Your guardian angel says hello. Oh! I punched her in that sweet spot along her jaw. Her eyes rolled into her head and she started to tumble backwards. I caught her before she hit the ground and tossed her over my shoulder. For a little thing, she was heavier than she looked. I took another cursory view of the room. Kay was nowhere. Damn it. Macy was in front, Tasha next with Sister Angela and I bringing up the back. Angela was still out cold. We turned down the hallway and were greeted with maggot-infested hunks of monk meat. To the left! Turn left! Look at all these bodies! Nothing we can do for them! Run! I will kill you, strange! One of the mole men had followed us out of Kay's lair. He was getting closer with every step. Dude, it's over. Your side lost. Give it a rest. I felt the breeze from his hand. Give her to me. I was to be her first. I spun and swung. 
I was low and cut through his stomach. Deep enough to get his attention, but not deep enough to do any fatal damage. I will kill you slowly. This time he put his hands up to block the sword. The blade effortlessly cut through his fingers, four of them dropping like grapes off a vine. Oh! I will dine on the flesh of your women. I will drink from their skulls. Doubtful, and you can kiss off your piano playing career. No, get away! That was Tasha screaming. Oh! I had to give the mole man points for tenacity. Even though most of his fingers were laying on the floor in puddles of their own goo, he was still charging. Too bad tenacity points don't really mean anything. I kicked the mole man's head away from his body and watched it bounce off the stone walls a few times, finally coming to rest near the legs of one of the dead monk's bodies. Wasn't bad, considering I did it all with a nun on my back. Macy, what happened? I'm so sorry, Harry. We ran by the door and... And before I heard or saw anything, he opened the door and lunged at us. Tasha pushed me out of the way. Tasha, can you hear me? Maybe we should have went to Fiji after all. You're gonna be fine. It wasn't difficult to figure out what had happened. Brother Andrew had heard the commotion and come out looking for fresh meat. Tasha probably saw it happen before it actually did. And that's why she was able to push Macy out of the way. You can stop, Macy. You've crushed his skull. There's nothing left. <sighs> Let me see it, Tosh. She pulled her hand away. The chunk of shoulder Brother Andrew had torn off was already turning a vomit green, and her blood was flowing a little too freely. Gently, I lifted her, holding her in front of me. Let's get the hell out of here right now. Oh, Mr. Strange. Once again, I've managed a small but noteworthy victory. Do you really think you can save her? I bet the blood loss alone will probably kill her. Come on out, Kay. You and me. Harry, don't listen to him. Yes, don't listen to me. I am the man who will watch everyone you love die. Daddy, please. I ran toward the door. Thank God. Run away! Run away! <laughs> you can never get away from me, Strange. Never! <laughs> I set Tasha down next to a tree. In the short time it took to get from inside to outside, more of her shoulder had turned green. I tore the bottom of Tasha's robe and placed it over her wound. It was frightening how quickly it turned red from the blood. You got me there. Macy, the detonator. Harry, you can't leave Angela in there. Tasha, sweetheart. Angela is gone. She's a mole woman now. We're going to destroy the Abbey and put an end to this. Please, old magic. There still may be a chance for both of us. Look at you. Coming back for the stray. You're such an obedient puppy. Come on down, Kay. I'll show you how this puppy bites. 
Don't you ever get tired of saving them? Of always keeping that moral compass at true north? They are so small and insignificant. They are giants compared to you. Really? They have the lifespan of a fly. One hundred years from now, will any of this matter? So you saved one or two of them. You've added a few more hours to their insufferable existence. Big deal. It would have served you better to have some chicken wings and a game of darts. If none of this matters, why do you want to rule them? If they're as insignificant as you believe, why bother with them? <laughs> because they are toys. They are like my little army men. I want to play with them. Melt their legs with my lighter. See how much I can abuse them before they call me God. Because you know being a god is all about abusing your followers. I mean, <laughs> what kind of god demands circumcision? I reached Angela. She was sitting on the floor with her back against the wall. Her left hand was rubbing her jaw. Back to finish the job, Harry? <laughs> this should be good. I'm here to save you. Really? Why, so you can dissect me? To cure you. <laughs> Oh, that's rich. To cure you? With what? Some salt and holy water? You don't have the Shroud of Turin to use this time, favorite. Maybe you'll just snap her neck. That seems to be one of your favorite treatments. Angela, don't listen to him. He's crazy. Oh, I am most definitely crazy. <laughs> but I never lie. Ask him how he cured a waitress who was tortured because of him. <laughs> Better yet, ask him how he cured his wife. <laughs> Angela, please. We don't have much time. The other mole men will be up here soon. He shot her. <laughs> Shut up, Kay. Was it two or three times? Never mind. It doesn't matter. She was sick, too. A vampire. A controllable disease. But not for our hero. Shooting her wasn't enough, though. Then... <laughs> Shut up, Kay! I'm sorry, it just cracks me up every time I think about it. He cut off her head! <laughs> Can you stand it? He promised to save her and then shot her and cut off her head! <laughs> and he loved her! I wonder how he will save you. Shut up! Kay! Sure, go with him. I'll be surprised if you live through the night. Stay with us here. Become mother to a new race. Queen of the ruling class! Stay here, Angela, and you'll be dead in the next five minutes. Another macho threat, Mr. Strange? You're getting so predictable. Oh, goddess. It hurts. The hunger. I need to eat. No empty threat, Kay. A promise from me to you. Do you really want to be a breeder for those things? You are one of those things, Angela. Do you think you will be accepted by outsiders? By Harry's type? Angela, listen to me. Tasha can help. There is old medicine. Old medicine? <laughs> There's a reason why old medicine doesn't become current medicine. Because it doesn't work! And Tasha is well on her way to becoming one of us. You're pathetic, strange! Hey, Kay. The scepter isn't the only thing I stole from you. Tick, tick, boom, brother. What? 
No! Angela, please. Harry, what the hell? Are you kidding me? She's one of those things. Things? Who are you calling a thing? Everyone stay calm. Macy, no name calling. Angela, no eating. How's Tasha doing? Angela. Safe. Maggots. Did you say... I need maggots to put on the bite. They will eat the infection. There were probably 15 bodies inside the abbey that were festering with the little bastards. But I didn't want to risk going back in. I ran to the gazebo. I kept waiting for Kay to pop out of the door. It was odd. We weren't that much further from the sub-basement, and yet Kay didn't project to us. Why not taunt us out here? For that matter, why not just send his mole men to attack us? I reached the gazebo, and the monk's body was still where it had been. Of course it was. These weren't zombies we were dealing with. They were cannibals. Their bite didn't bring you back from the dead. This guy's fluids had started to harden, and they acted like a bonding agent holding him tight against the ground. He came loose that time, and there they were, millions of squirming white maggots. I tore the hood off the monk's robe and started to stuff it with maggots. The feeling of them wiggling around in my hand was uncomfortable, but not as revolting as you'd think. Well, yeah, it was. Harry! Now what? They're coming! Two mole men stood at the front of the abbey. Crap. I scooped a few more maggots into the hood and ran back. The mole men weren't moving, just watching Macy. Angela was standing up and walking towards them. I caught up with her about halfway to the front door. Where are you going, toots? I should be with them. No, you should be with us. We can help. We saved you from them. Something about that nagged at me. Harry! There are more of them! Four more mole men were standing on the steps, still not moving. It was almost as if Kay sent them up to here just to... Just to what? Scare us? That didn't make sense. Macy took the detonator from under her shirt and opened the safety cover. Get back! I'll use this! She held the detonator in the air so they could see it. I doubted the mole men knew a detonator from a celery stalk. A few more appeared and they started walking toward us. Harry! Hurry up! Get away! The mole men continued toward us, not running, just slowly walking. The moonlight accented their unnatural pallor. Nothing from Kay, though. Why wouldn't he at least project himself out here? Unless he couldn't. Why did the infected monks come back once they had escaped? A special order of Jesuits came out and purified the situation. Some of the infected monks willingly returned and agreed to stay in the catacomb. Harry! Hurry! They're getting closer! What if it wasn't a choice? What if they made him stay? What if this place was his prison? The monks from the order trapped him here. That would mean he's over 300 years old. Who ordered the abbey destroyed? Kay must have put the detonator where he knew he would find it. Of course he did! It was all too easy. Getting in and getting out? He wants us to... Harry! I can't wait any longer! Macy held the detonator over her head, her thumb over the button. I looked toward the abbey and then back to Macy. 
Angela pulled free from my grip and ran towards the abbey. Crap. Kay had planned this from the start. Macy, no! The blast was spectacular. The force of the explosion vaporized Angela instantly. I was knocked face first into the grass and slid forward about four feet. I scrambled to stand. Macy and Tasha lay still on the ground. I prayed they were far enough out of the blast zone to be safe. Tosh! Tosh! Yes! She was still breathing. I scooped the maggots out of the hood and pushed them into the wound on her shoulder. The little buggers were into work immediately, eating the green skin away. Macy was sitting up, rubbing her head. You okay? Yeah. Just got my bell rung. Wow. The heroes never get hurt on TV. Welcome to my world, sister. Oh my god. Look! I followed her gaze. The explosion was rough on us, but ferocious on those within the blast zone. Bodies of mole men and monks lay around us in a grisly tableau of limbs and torsos. I... Oh, I think I'm gonna be sick. You're entitled to a little nausea. Just don't leave this spot. You're not going back in there. I have to. I have to know if Kay is still alive. Keep an eye on Tasha. I tried to get close to the abbey, but the fire was too hot. I tried listening for Kay, seeing if I could sense his presence, but I was too out of practice. I couldn't be sure if Kay was still alive or if he was trapped below. Damn it. Now what? Gideon. It looked like the van had seen its last church picnic. The front quarter panel was missing. The windshield had a crack on the driver's side that looked as if someone had taken a bat to it. Or a fist. The blaze of the burning abbey cast a pale orange light illuminating the words on the door. Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. Hope, Georgia. Martha! Judy, you made it! Help is here. I'm going to put you into this car and get you to the hospital. Convent, not hospital. Old medicine. I lifted Tosh. Her skin was turning an unhealthy white. The side of the van slid open and Macy jumped inside. I was trying to figure out how to get Tasha in the van. Let me help you. A young muscular blonde with shoulder-length hair jumped out of the van. I'll hand her to you after you get in. He took Tasha from me. She was small, my little pixie. She practically disappeared in his arms. I felt a pang of... Hand her to me. That's Elk. He was walking by while Judy and I were trying to start the van. He's a musician. And I called dibs on him. Elk slid the van door closed and sat next to Macy on the seat in front of me. Martha climbed back to sit on his other side. You're looking fine today. Thank you. I told you all the magic. Maggots, leeches, ugh. There's something to be said for modern medicine. How's the shoulder? Almost healed. You can thank modern antibiotics for that. It was a rough couple of days there. I thought I lost you a couple of times. I am heartier than you think. 
for a little pixie, you're pretty darn hardy. Harry, you've got that mischievous look in your eye. Even when I didn't have my memory, I kept having visions of you in a totally impractical fighting outfit. Metal Bikini Leia has... Nothing on me, I know. You've said that before. Would love to see that. I haven't any idea what happened to that outfit. No, I meant I would love to see nothing on you. Hmm, it is tempting. But you have to get to Night Falls, and I have to see the mother and research this Mr. K. What a hearted little troll he is. A guy can only take so much rejection. Somehow, Harry, I think you'll be just fine. Outside, a gentle breeze made the trees sway slowly back and forth. It was peaceful here. Quiet. I was looking forward to getting back to the city. This arrived shortly after Sister Angela and I found you. A gift for me? And technically, I found you. It wasn't gift wrapped. I did that. No way! It was how I knew Providence sent you here. Oh, Harry, it's dashing. This is a perfect fit. I love raincoats. My wallet! Wow, Tosh, how did you... Wait, there's something in the pocket. It feels like... Yes, my dagger of Yago! How'd you get this? It must have been the cherubim. I lifted Tasha out of her seat and gave her a bear hug. <laughs> Easy there, big guy. <sighs> you know, you could come with me. Harry. It makes perfect sense. You're going to astrally project yourself to the rest of your order anyway. You can do that from anywhere. It's the ultimate telecommute. And you'd like Carmen. Carmen? My assistant. What? Really, she's just my assistant. Assistant? Since when do you have an assistant? Is she pretty? Well, yeah. Italian girl. Great gams. But there's nothing between Carmen and I. She doesn't even think of me that way. Really? A woman able to resist the charms of Harry Strange. Is that possible? You seem to be doing a pretty good job of it. <laughs> oh, Harry, I do love you. You need to get going. Nightfalls is probably being overrun with vampires or demons in your absence. Here. Take these. It's a long walk back to Nightfalls. What will you drive? How will you get around? My training goes as I expect. I will not need that type of transportation again. And that's how we left it. My little pixie and I. Her staying behind to move to the next level of awareness, and me? Off to fight the monsters in the night. Oh, Mr. Strange, you have no idea. What? What the hell? Lace! Lace! Oh, nice. Possess a guy all night and just leave without even saying goodbye. Harry Strange Episode 206, Tick Tick Boom, was written and directed by Tony Serechia and produced by Brienne Ahern. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Kellen Stennett, Joe Roche, Tish Parmalee, Emily Jane, Trisha Groves, Jackie Costello, Jason Tyler, and Julie Ivey. 
To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Lance Hogan and is copyrighted by Lance Hogan and used with his permission. Incidental music and character themes were written and performed by Ryan Lassard and are copyrighted by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night.